If you'd like to get involved with Shoreditch Radio or if you run any local projects or events, please contact us at info at shoreditchradio.co.uk. Esky boy. Dano. Outta all my people. Hello, we're Beanbot. Hi, this is Dean from Lois and the Love. Uh, this is Roman from Breton. I am um, Adam Pike. I'm Orlando from the Maccabees. I am Colin Peters. I'm Lewis from Chapel Club. Uh, hi, this is Guy from Zulu Winter. Hello, this is Carl Barat. <laughs> This is Rita Ora, and you're listening to Shoreditch Radio. Yes! This is Chris Marshall, and you're listening to Shoreditch Radio. Yes! <laughs> oh, and that's Joe Stevens. Yeah, hi. It's Late Night Niche, it's that time again, and we're going to start off with Pop Song of the Week, as we often do. This is a song that we've chosen for your listening pleasure, um, out of the myriad crappy songs uh, that pollute the airwaves. Every couple of weeks or so. Yep, so... Um, we haven't actually decided on one, but I'm gonna just like go on my top forty app now and find one because I have that on my phone. Just um, gonna find one that has a funny name, like choosing a horse. N- no, nah, there's actually there is one that I actually quite like, um, and it is "Should Have Been Us" by Tori Kelly. You're listening to Short Ditch Radio. ShortDitchRadio.co.uk. What a wonderful song there, Christopher. Thank you. Yes, I really enjoyed that one too. I heard it for the first time when I was getting my hair cut. Um, because the barber doesn't pay for uh, like TV channels, so he just puts on like the German pop music channel. Brilliant. And Tori Kelly was on there, and uh, she's got quite nice boobs. So not sexist at all. I actually really like the song. I think it's super catchy. Um, she's been quite a success as well, from what I've understand, because she kind of was like big on YouTube, and then like did all right on sort of America's Got Talent or something, mm. and then. People thought she was just going to be one of those people that like, came out, did an album after and the then, show, and then, again. yeah. But actually, like the YouTube people that followed her before were like significant enough to kind of propel her into something a bit more significant. So. Yeah, and they can be quite loyal. Um, yeah, and there's a certain sense. amount of like YouTube kind of like camaraderie, I think. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. But yeah, anyway, that was pop song of the week. Um, we've been left alone, actually. Um, producer and uh, radio station manager and. Uh, event organiser, DJ, general media mogul, Del has... Delroy Philodrine. <laughs> he's left the uh, the studio. So we can pretty much do whatever we want. I, do you think it'd be funny if we just did the whole show? Because like, basically, for the listeners, when he goes away like this, we have to... Um, we'll like do a part, like a, you know, a segment between songs or whatever we're doing, and then we have to like sit in silence for a short while. I thought while. we're breaking the fourth wall here. Yeah, yeah, we are. So we have to like sit in silence and that for like 10 seconds. So he, when he's like come back to editing it, he can like see that there's a gap and he'll just like put all of the songs, the songs yeah. or whatever. I don't know if he listens to it. So if we just like make loads of noise. So on the visualization of what he's like moving about on his laptop screen, it looks like we've been talking or like doing segments when well, actually we've just been like screaming sounds. and farting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and he just puts it on the radio station. Um, 
we'll think about it. Yeah. Um, we've got a bit of a shorter show today. We didn't tell Dale that either, but never mind. He'll find out when he comes back. We'll. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Obviously, we're without James Kreber. Yeah, he's currently in the City of Angels, Los Angeles. Yeah, our esteemed colleague off uh, on his adventures. Hopefully, he's going to be writing to us, so we should have um, some of his exciting uh, epistles. To... Yeah, and he will know him. He'll genuinely handwrite it yeah. and like post it to us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to adding some random stamps to my yeah. burgeoning collection. Um, Dearest Christopher... It's been 14 days since I saw you last. Much has happened in that time. <laughs> um, it will literally be like that, so yeah. hold tight for that one. Um, oh, and if you're a James Cooper fan, which of course you are... If you, if you if listen you, to the show, you must be. You must be, because why else would you bother listening to this show? I mean, come on, us two, that you're now stuck with forever. Hey! Um, unlucky! Please stay. Yeah, but uh, if you are a James Gruber fan or a fan of the show, then you'll be uh, well aware that for some time now he's been owed a good stabbing, and I don't mean that um, <laughs> in the in the way that you might think. Um, we actually stabbed him uh, with a knife. Yeah. Basically, uh, you know, regular listeners will know, but new listeners might not know. We had a uh, sort of caption competition um, where we gave away uh, a stab vest. Um, as a prize, not that we actually gave it away. Um, all around the competition. All around the competition. So, yeah, basically, we have stab vests. Uh, <laughs> we get them for our own twisted purposes. Um, James chose a, a pop song of the week that was not at all a pop song. Quite some months ago. Yeah. He, he's chosen, like, a pop song from, like, the 80s, I think. He's chosen one that, like, he thought might be up and coming. Um, and when challenged upon the idea that it wasn't a pop song, he's like, oh, well, you know, if it's not in, like, top 40... In like six weeks, and you can stab me. So six weeks went by. Um, the stabbing was acknowledged but postponed um, <laughs> because it's quite difficult to like get into central London with a stab vest and a blade. Yes, um, and somewhat suspicious. Or it maybe not necessarily difficult, but like if you for any reason like it, it's like um, you know, ladies, you'll know when you when you're a young girl, your mum says, "Don't ever go out without without any knickers on," because like if something happens to you and you like you know fainted or like got hit by a car or something then you'd have no knickers and people would have to like deal with you physically and you, your fanny would be out it's a bit like that like if you if you come into london with a stab vest and a knife and something happens and people have to deal with you and that's difficult to explain yeah so um last weekend uh we were at james's house um and he got what was coming to him so that's going up a video of that um is going up on the facebook page um later today and uh, yeah, enjoy. Put it on repeat. Um, put it on your projector screen. He didn't just get stabbed once. Several times with several different blades <laughs> in increasing right. sharpness and size. Yeah. So uh, it's all good, really. Um, but he survived and yeah. he's away. Yeah. The prop from the nineties actually held up pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was quite surprised. Yeah, what was it? Ninety-seven on the uh, something ridiculous on like the that. like because they apparently degrade over time fairly quickly <laughs> and so they have like a sell-by date of like two years um, and the sell-by date for that vest was like 97 so yeah did pretty well I'm confident in the one that I've got at home <laughs> more so than I was before but um, anyway that's enough about him uh, oh apart from the fact that we're literally plundering his music collection to bring you songs today yeah he's uh, I don't know if it's on Spotify it is on Spotify is it yeah. public? yes he has a really quite, you know, if you're looking for some nice summer tunes to relax to, 
don't choose hits. They are mental. Yeah, it's it's like brooding. It's the summer music. the summer playlist. It's um, what does he call it? Um, so go go onto Spotify, search for James Creeper, follow him, and it's the 2016 spring slash summer collection. It's twisted. Like some of them, fair enough. Yeah. Others just what the fuck is it, like? If any of you saw the um, the like homecoming of Iceland. Um, with yeah. the like single three hundred thousand hand clap or whatever, yeah. like it, it's the music that they were like listening to in the longboat coming through the mist to, <laughs> to the venue for that. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking bizarre. But um, yeah, Should cheers, James. Uh, what's up? I don't even know what they are because we listened to it last night yeah. um, pre-drinking um, up in Birmingham and. Um, yeah, they kind of just sort of took us by surprise and really like threw the mood, didn't they? Yeah. It was a weird one. Um, but that being said, um, we have got some stuff, some good stuff for you that isn't James Creeper related today. Um, well, we've got stuff for you. I don't know if it's good. Um, we've got a, uh, if you're a regular listener, you'll remember that we did a, a small section on um, discrimination a few weeks ago. Uh, we've got part two of that coming up. Yes. Yeah. We're giving it the subtitle. Yeah, we're giving it the subtitle "Historical Antisemitism." Um, so look forward to that one. Uh, it sounds like something Operation Utree would look into, like historical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, into the Labour Party. It's, yeah. It doesn't really involve them at all. It's quite no. a long. All the BBC quite a long time before that. Yes. Twelfth um, century. So uh, we've got that. Um, talk a little bit about um, the book that inspired the conversation, um, Ivanhoe, by uh, Sir Walter Scott. Um, we'll talk a bit more about James because, you know, he's always good for a laugh. Um, we're talking about film as well, aren't we, Joe? Almost Famous. Starring? Uh, Kate Hudson. Produced by? Dory to I? Cameron Crowe. Written and directed by Cameron Crowe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two out of three. It's not bad. I'm so bad with names. It's unreal. Um, then we've got Life's Amazing. Classic. Um, and then we're pretty much going to fuck off and go home, so... Yeah. Um, you got that to look forward to, but first, let's have David Bowie and Ken Scott with "Oh, you pretty things." Oh, you pretty things. I don't know if that's how it goes. Not really. You're listening to Sure Ditch Radio. SureDitchRadio.co.uk. Well, that was a lovely ten seconds of silence. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird experience having to just like sit here and talk and then just be totally still yeah. and move. Um, but yeah, now we're on to historical anti-Semitism. <laughs> Welcome to the discussion. It's not going to really be a discussion, it's just going to be like, Jews got absolutely screwed over back in the Dizay. Yeah, wherever they were. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and how it relates to this book, Ivanhoe, that is that in like the 12th century, um, and it's covered quite a lot in the book, Jews were, in England certainly, were like... Bottom well, of the pile. yeah, bottom of the pile. I think that's probably the uh, 
nicest way to put it, um, at King Richard the Lionheart's, so that's Richard II, at his, uh, I think... Certainly not third. No. Uh, well, anyway, at his coronation, um, Jews and women, and obviously children, were banned. Um, but some of the... Uh, Sounds like a gold club. <laughs> yeah. But some of the pretty fancy gold club, I think. Um, but yeah, some of the... Uh, the really kind of like wealthy Jews of England were like, well, no, we'll go and we'll take him presents and we'll, you know, pay homage to the king of the place that we live in. So uh, they went along. Somewhat perhaps advised. Yeah, I, you know, if you're banned from a place, and not just not invited, but actually banned. Told not to go. Yeah, like you're kind of maybe asking for trouble by showing up. But... It does not excuse the not excuse. No, so basically what happened was that um, those uh, wealthy Jews, they obviously took their gifts and then took everything else they had on their person, including their clothes, uh, flogged them and then kicked them out on their ass on the street. Now, obviously, this is, if you can kind of imagine it nowadays, that would be like um, somebody in, you know, the House of Parliament or something, just basically coming out and being like, you know, screw the Jews. Um, and I'm, I think that the, the people of England were pretty kind of like bigoted um, and a bit sort of heartless anyway. Um, and this is 12, 1100, 1100? Uh, this is probably 1190, oh, no, 1189, I think. Okay. Um, so, yeah, a while back. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, they basically uh, flogged these... Um, wealthy Jews, threw them out on the street, and then um, all of the kind of bigoted and, and ruthless um, people of England were like, well, if it's okay to uh, be really, really horrible to Jews, then let's just go mental. And over the course of the next like few days or a week or so, they just went around and like systematically killed, uh, bullied, beat up, torched the houses of, took the property of all of the Jews that they knew of. Um, including some like pretty influential like uh, Jewish scholars and um, interesting folks of all sorts, uh, women, children, whatever, and some people that they thought were Jewish who weren't weren't even Jewish, and they just like burned their houses down and killed them because they believed in half the Bible. Well, yeah, <laughs> like the same shit, just the same with, without like an extra bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they pretty much got screwed over um, and. The, the people who did that were, uh, it's good to say, uh, how? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, that is uh, one, possibly one positive to come out of it. Um, you know, bring all the uh, worst people out of the woodwork at least and then see them off. But uh, yeah, it wasn't good times for Jews. No. Um, so, so this is detailed in, that, in Ivanhoe? It's not. Um, okay. This is uh, some background, some background reading. reading. Um, but in Ivanhoe, there is um, a Jewish character, a uh, moneylender called, classic, a uh, moneylender called um, Isaac of York, and he has a, a daughter called Rebecca, and she is uh, stunningly beautiful. Jewess is how they call it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so Walter. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, uh, he's writing it of the time, oh, okay. you know. So um, he's the book is based uh, back in the time of uh, Richard, yeah, Coeur de Lyon, the Lionhearted, um, and yeah. So they are basically like pushed around from pillar to post, and um, 
like constantly uh, wary and um, get kind of screwed over. She is suspected of uh, witchcraft. Um, she is kidnapped by um, a Norman uh, knight of the Order Templar um, so that he can uh, make her his paramour. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's going to rape her, but then she threatens to uh, jump out of a tower and kill herself. Um, and he relents for a short while. And then... Um, did this is this Are these characters or did this actually? No, these are characters. So basically, uh, Walter Scott, um, he kind of pioneered historical fiction. So yeah. uh, all of you out there who liked um, the recent War and Peace on the TV and uh, whatever... That's all, like Tolstoy, who wrote the book, was inspired by uh, Walter Scott because he, he started historical fiction. But basically, he uh, wrote a bunch of like really well-researched, incredibly accurate historical fiction novels, and then he was like, Do you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to... It's way more fun. Yeah, I'm just going to like pick a time, have like the, the basic events and kind of some of the geography and places and stuff, a um, few of the names, as like people who... Uh, exist or places or things that exist and just kind of come up with a pure romance story um, with exciting characters and, uh, you know. A nice bit of historical antisemitism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's kind of interesting in a way because a big theme of the book is like um, the kind of animosity between um, the Saxons and the Normans. So about 130 years before um, the book is set, was 1066 yeah. and the Norman invasion. And um, they... Saxons are so unhappy about it. They are really unhappy about it and they've kind of been subdued um, and the Normans are happy about it and their king isn't there and they feel like they have license to do whatever to whoever. Um, and they kind of just are running a bit rampant. Now, that, whilst it's not necessarily how he writes in the book is not necessarily how it actually was because it probably wasn't as bad as he made out to be mm. in the book. But um, interestingly, um, about 130 years before he wrote the book, um, England had, uh, like, joined with Scotland um, to the make Act the, Union. the Act of the Union. Um, and at the time, because obviously um, Walter Scott was like a big friend of Robert Burns, mm. um, and Robert Burns, who was like... Very Scottish. Yeah, and was a, Robert Burns was like a really, really, um, you know, he's like well-educated um, scholar, poet, but he chose to write uh, poems in the Scottish vernacular rather than um, in kind of an English uh, way, and that was all down to, like, Scottish nationalism, something that's quite relevant now. Mm. Um, and um, Walter Scott basically was proud of being Scottish, um, but also didn't mind the Union kind of thing. He mm. thought it was a good thing for Scotland and for England mm. to be united. Um, and that kind of is played out in the book through the attitudes of some of the characters and through the way that he writes it. He's basically saying, like, yeah, it can suck if each side are dicks to each other. Mm. But, like, if they actually get along, then it's, like, a really good time. Um and he's, a, he's an interesting figure, actually. He, uh, well, you'll be aware that like Scotland have their own money. They still print like, yeah. their own money from random banks or whatever, Bank yeah. of Strathclyde and yeah. wherever. Clydesdale. Clydesdale Bank and all that, yeah. So um, they were going to get rid of that. Um, and he led a campaign um, basically to keep Scottish money. 
so it's down to him that mm. um, they still have their own funky, funky banknotes. Except um, the thing is, there was loads more uh, random types, but the way that it works is that whenever um, a bank uh, is like bought out, then they cease to be able to print their own money. Mm. Um, so, or print their own notes, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so there were loads, but they've kind of been amalgamated down into only a few, and there's only about five or six now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's him that Scotland have to thank for uh, legal tender. I have your finance legal tender. Yeah, um, and he's also my uh, cousin. What? Yeah, like ten times removed. Wow. Yeah, randomly. Damn. Mm. I was really trepid. Like uh, there was some trepidation in in starting to read the uh, book because I. I just read um, Charles Dickens, loved it. Uh, read um, Nicholas Nickleby, really enjoyed it. That. What's that? Don't think I've heard of that. Oh, really? Oh, it's great. Um, can't recommend it enough. But um, yeah, read that and then was like, oh, I don't know whether to read Walter Scott now because I'm a bit scared that he might be shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't want him to be shit because I'm related to him. Like I have an interest in it. But yeah, it's banging. It's a really good book. Um, I'm going to go on and read some of his older works. Is it like a tough read? Is it like written in... Uh, It is written in an oldie oldie type way, um, but it's manageable. Mm. Um, I feel like perhaps I've had good practice because I've been reading like so many kind of random old books. Um, Some of them are a bit more challenging than others, but I mean, it makes sense. You can read it and as long as you have like a Mm. reasonably good... um, Dictionary, <laughs> you can uh, you can pick it up, um, or obviously get the audio book, and then you don't have to read it. You just have to kind of understand what the person's saying, which might be easier um, because they actually kind of say it in a way where it would make sense. Whereas if you kind of read it, it might be a bit sort of like you don't know where emphasis is on, yeah. or whatever. You know, it doesn't the, the order of words doesn't seem quite right. Um, but yeah, good book and uh, interesting that um, Jews got absolutely screwed over. Seems pretty harsh. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I, I don't really know why they uh, keep getting fucked over. But we'll leave that question open for debate, I guess. Um, they just don't have a country, really. Or they do now, but yeah. some do. Um, but that was traditionally a big problem for them, I think. Wherever they were, they were a minority. Yeah, and like foreign and believed in a different religion. Yeah. And yeah, so it didn't really work very well for them in a lot of ways but they were also allowed to trade weren't they yeah um, when other people were forbidden from doing it so they were able to actually kind of get money behind them to a certain degree and that was like their only safety against just ridiculous abuses um, dollar dollar bills yeah pretty much so fair play for that yeah uh, it's interesting I, I did a bit on uh, anti-semitism at uni when I was doing um Russian religion in mm. the late 19th century. Yeah. Um, and how, in the, the pogroms, the reason the Russian state just kind of let them happen, so pogroms were like popular violence against Jews, mm. um, is because they believed and you know, let the idea fest that they, they were part of the kind of uprising kind of communist um, conspiracy against them. Yeah. And then once the communists got in power, they're like, oh, no, the Jews are the capitalists. They're yeah. always like, use either way. Yeah. For, you know, they're just the bad guy. Yeah. The bad guy of the populace. But, uh, yeah. Well, I'd like to review somewhat earlier than... Uh, 
Was that, was that no, that was, the, that was what we meant to do, I think. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so just smash it out. Um, let's have a song. Let's have RZA of Wu-Tang fame with Grits. Is that about the southern food? No. Oh. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what Grits are. It's about like being poor and oh. growing up. Oh. So maybe. Well, enjoy. I'll never know. Okay, yeah, well, that was uh, Rizza with Grits. Um, and now we've got our James Krieger reminiscences section. Joe, want to get us started? Yeah, so um, we thought, well, we didn't get to kind of final, final show for him for um, various reasons. Um, so we thought we'd have a bit of a reminisce on our, our favourite memories of our you know, weird and wonderful friend. Um, so one of my favourite stories ever, and this actually happened, you know, we all know each other because we went to university together and we all lived together um, in our first year in Halls, we all come in the same corridor. Um, uh, but one of my favourite memories is actually just after university. So James and I decided to go visit Marshall in his hometown, Crowborough, for their uh, annual clan rally, or <laughs> as they insist on calling it, fair. <laughs> Carnival. Carnival, sorry. Bonfire night. Yeah, no, there are literally people marching down the street in like, Surprisingly accurate blackface. Yeah. Um, and like holding like burning signs. Yeah. Um, it's. It's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marshall lives in like the deepest, like backwards. Of, the like, deep south. Yeah, kind of. It's like <laughs> if Deliverance was set in England. Yeah. It'll be in Crowborough. Um, so. <laughs> so harsh. <laughs> no, I like Crowborough. It's, it's an interesting just, place. Just so. You know, I don't think that anybody, any men have been, like, kidnapped and raped in Crowbro recently. Not, not in the last, like, six months. <laughs> um, it's getting better. So, more than six months ago, we went to Crowbro. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. Um, and to visit young Christopher here. And so, we went to the fair, and, you know, we've been drinking a fair bit. And we finished the night off at... Um, Marshall's girlfriend's Laura, who I'll say she's been on the show. She's been present for the recording, but yeah. she hasn't been on the show as such. Too scared. Yeah, I'm, I can't imagine why. Caught you at your own girlfriend. Get on the show, <laughs> Yo, Laura. You want to come on the show? Prove yourself. Yeah, you're gonna have to just deal with the stuff that I say about you, unless you want to actually come on and defend yourself. She, you want to say really slanderous things? So yeah, she, can, uh, she has dismiss really, them. She has her. a really smelly ball bag. That's so rude. Oh, she washed a bit more. 
it would she come came up. on the show and category, categorically, categorically denied, denied it. Yeah. But anyway, we're at her house. Yeah, so we're at her house, and um, uh, Marshall pops upstairs, and he's like, "Oh, no, I'll be, I'll be back down in a minute." Boy, he's leaving James and I downstairs, and you know, the plan had been before that we'd save her at Laura's. Marshall and Laura would sleep in her parents' room, and we'd sleep in Laura's. As, you know, Marshall's been away for ten minutes. I'm, like, I'm quite tired. He's just you know, going to bed. So, wandering upstairs, trying to work out <laughs> which one is Laura's room, when we hear the door go. Uh, we're not expecting anyone to come back at all, um, but uh, it was Laura's brother who'd come in. What, what's, what's Laura's brother called? Nick. Nick. So Nick came in, and uh, we hear the door go, I think he's downstairs, and uh, James immediately decides to take advantage, not take advantage, to take hold of the situation, so, you know, takes me by the shoulder and says, don't, jo- don't worry, Joe, I'll take care of this, <laughs> wanders over to the stairs without introducing himself. Nick has no idea who we are, why we're in his house, who <laughs> shouts from the top of the stairs, look at me in the eye, we're looking for your sister's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Nick, presumably petrified at this time, with two strangers in his house, demanding to know where his sister's bedroom is, doesn't know, you know who they are, why they know he has a sister, might think we're burglars or something. Um, you know, I quickly tried to intervene saying that we are uh, actually friends of Chris. Um... Marshall, unbeknownst to this, any of this going on, has been having a bath, of course. <laughs> <laughs> As you do, at like two in the morning. Yeah. I was having a sexy bath, <laughs> and I was all clean, <laughs> and walked out into the corridor, but I didn't have any like ch- change of clothes or whatever, so I was just going to nip across the corridor into Laura's room, grab my pants and whatever, go back downstairs. So I run out, butt naked, into the corridor. There's Nick. <laughs> 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 sprinted to her room there's Joe and James just standing in the middle of the room like gormless just like uh you we don't right? know what's going on <laughs> yeah Nick, he came back Laura's brother came back so I like just dived in the bed oh my god good times yeah yeah we so were asked we to got, be fairly short we got kicked that. out <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry about that yeah have you got any other hospitality yeah no any d- other Particular favourite stories? Particular favourites. I was thinking when you there's so many. I was thinking when you're talking about being in halls, um, James does this thing where um, he shits with the door open. Um, But not like open it because you know he's there. He leaves it slightly ajar. Slightly ajar so that you always just open it and walk in at two steps to the room and then you're like, oh fuck's sake. But he's always perched like right on the edge. edge. And like head like in his hands, like staring down. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and then he'll kinda look up like Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, can I help you yeah not even like what are you doing in here or go away I'm shitting or just like, sorry I left the door open yeah just like what do you want <laughs> like willing to talk yeah. <laughs> you're like oh for fuck's sake yeah he's also super open about stuff so um, at that stage uh, I don't know what it was that he'd been eating but um, it made his poo green this is fairly early on within it was like we'd only known him a few weeks I think yeah, yeah. and he bellows from the loo Oh my god, I got green shit! Yeah, come in and have a look at it. Yeah. Like, mm, no. But yeah, he, uh, we were at the pub a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, weren't we, for his birthday? Um, yeah. And his. <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, he has um, a younger sister who's just turned 18, um, who's uh, super fit. Uh, James, if you're listening. Um, or Anime. Or Anime, if you're, you know, call me. Uh, or Laura. 
come on and call me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got free license. Um, so yeah, uh, anime's uh, pretty fit, but she's a really nice girl. And basically, this some kitty was like having a bit of a kind of sustained digs at her and whatever. I don't really yeah. know why, just being a bit of a prick. Um, and James was like out of an evening, and he saw this guy in the pub and or like a club or something and went up to him and talked to him and was you know said to him stop being a dick to my sister yeah um and the guy's you know with his mates and he's like oh yeah whatever mate fuck off fucking ginger prick and all this whatever so james like kind of goes over walks away it's like lurking in the corner i guess and when the kitty goes to the toilet alone unaccompanied by his friends james walks into the toilet after him and walks up behind him, so he's literally like touching the back of, like breathing on the back of his neck. And the kid turns round. James like pushes his like body into him, pushes his back up against the glass mirror, like suck, suck me off for fifty p. <laughs> <laughs> the kid, like, I don't even. I'm not quite sure what he did. Just shat himself basically. He was like, oh, oh no, what, uh, no, I don't want to do that, mate. Uh, and now, every time James sees any of them, they're all like, oh, yeah, you're right, mate. Uh, how's it going? Uh, uh. Shook. Yeah. So we went out for James's birthday and bumped into these kids. James has already smashed. We've been to a Lebanese restaurant with Bring Your Own Beer policy. Yeah. Um, Dallas in Watford. Yeah, banging. Yeah. Go there. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, the shisha day. as well. And um, had a belly dancer on the night that we were there, which yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah, if you booked like, a certain amount of people, they provide the belly dancer. Yeah, free of charge, yeah. Um, which is fun because you can like get up and get involved and like have a dance. Uh, Lloyd Doyley did, yeah, because um, yeah, that's that's how we roll. Watford FC, Watford FC, Lloyd Doyley, shout out. Um, yeah, so we we'd been there, rocked out of there, smashed, um, drank a bottle of Captain Morgan's, got into the pub, the flags or the flag, whichever, yeah, and flag, um, met these kids. Literally, James walks up to them, sits down. They're like, oh, oh, you're right, mate. Yeah, how's it going, uh, James? Uh, you're right. Yeah, I'm all right, but I've got really bad piles. Like they're really sore. Just goes on about the piles. Literally, wake up in the morning. His mum comes downstairs. James, <laughs> why have you been telling Adam's fucking friends about your piles? Just like what? Well, the first thing we heard. Yeah, first thing the. Kitty had obviously text anime, been like, your brother's fucking weird. He was just in here talk, telling me about his, like, arse varicose veins. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, obviously his parents found out um, and then ripped him for it. They ripped him pretty hard. They always rip him. I do like watching it. Yeah. Apparently they were ripping him really hard the other day after we left, but um, the night before they actually weren't taking the piss too hard. No, they they were quite quiet. Um, quiet enough for us to pick up the gauntlet and tell James's mum that he'd licked another man's testicles. Um, as part of some as, Yeah. She wasn't happy about it. No. <laughs> about you telling her, not so much about the... She didn't care. That it, no. it happened. She just no. didn't want to know. No. Um, but it did happen, just so you know. Um, anything else? Not I can think of at the moment. We'll just continue to slander him over the course of the next like two years until he's like back to wreak his revenge. Yeah, well, have a lovely time in uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah, James, and you know, wherever else your travels are, uh, send in some some audio if you can. We'll try and ring you. At Write some the point. letter. Yeah. yeah. Um, where is he going next? 
Mexico City, maybe? Is it, oh, yeah, that is Mexico City, isn't it? He's going... Thursday. Mexico. 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 Uh, that's, that's definitely not how Mexican people say Mexico, is it? They just say Mexico. Probably. Anywho, uh, let's have... That's Love by Odyssey. 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 Whatever. Told me the truth, even if it really hurt, cause you knew what I was worth. When you let me borrow money that you didn't really have, cause you knew what I was worth. When I was at my worst, you would tell me I would blow when I thought that I would burst. You told me how to help others, and through that, discover how to put myself first. And here we are again, just confronting fears. Whether pain or gain, is a bunch of tears. Blood, sweats, and tears probably disappear when smoke starts to clear. It resistance near. Pay attention to the folks who are fanning the flames. They're the ones who matter most in the gravity game. When stakes weigh you down, and they stay around to pick up pieces, and you off the ground. That's love. That was uh, When the Levy Breaks by Led Zeppelin, and previously to that, it was That's Love by Odyssey. We've got film review now, almost famous. Yeah, what is well, it? it's um, interesting that you actually that you put on uh, Led Zeppelin. Okay, so this is Almost Famous, which came out in 2000. Um, it's got a uh, reasonably young Kate Hudson in, you know, Kate Hudson... Now is someone who's you know not known for being in great films, but she's very good at this. So it's about a um, a fifteen year old kid who um, is actually based on the writer director Cameron Crowe, um, who if you've seen lots of kind of if you've seen Jerry Maguire um, or say anything, it's kind of known for kind of slightly schmaltzy, cheesy eighties um, films, uh, but you know it makes stuff in the nineties as well. But, you know, as a 15-year-old, he ends up writing for Rolling Stone, 
Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he ends up um, writing this article for Rolling Stone, um, and they're like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, and he's met this band called Stillwater, who are a fictional band. Um, and then he, you know, they're like, oh, you know, we'll, who do you want to write the article on? We'll you know, make it a cover story. They don't know he's 15. You know, mm-hmm. he's almost like, oh, hello, yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, William here. Um, so he goes on tour with them for a couple of weeks. But Sick. interestingly enough, the band is actually based on you know, Cameron Crowe's own experiences of going on tour with Led Zepp. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, which I only found out kind of halfway through the film yeah. uh, from the friend I was watching it with. Um, so it's, if you read through that prism, it's really interesting. And it's like a really interesting time. It's got a time capsule. So it's, May, it's mm. set in 1973. Um, and intermittently there is a music critic played fantastically by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, yeah. And he runs this other magazine, a Cream magazine. Um, yes, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's saying, you know, it's a weird time for you to be getting in because, you know, rock and roll's dead. It's all about pop stuff now. Um, and he's always like, don't become their friend. Like, write honestly and uh, unmercifully. Like, don't, you know, if, you, if you're their friend, um, you're... You it won't be, be good. Yeah, you won't be yeah. able to be objective. Um, you know, they'll try and tie you in with all the girls and the drugs, etc., um, so he kind of pops in intermittently. So it's kind of this interesting capsule. Can you just do that stuff anyway, and then <laughs> and then still write yeah. mean things about them? Um, but it's it's kind of about the conflict between the lead singer and the guitarist. Mm. Um, if they were Led Zepp, would you know are basically Jimmy Page and Robert Plant? Yeah. Um, but all the Kate Hudson's character uh, is this girl who is not a groupie. She's a band aid. You know, she's a fan of the band and goes on tour with them right um and it's basically with the robert plant character um whose name is actually in a film russell and played by billy crudup um who's very good he's a kind of um mysterious type character um so she's kind of with him but he has this girlfriend back home yeah that's all about you know these people you meet on the road mm-hmm. but you know they know they can't come back to the real world and Kaelson's characters you know found like you know real people or back in the real world um, so it's an interesting time capsule of like what some people felt like you know rock was dead by 1973 yeah um, you know still going now but you know they may have a point in terms of did the creativity kind of go from the from the 60s mm. um, I, I really enjoyed it I, I'd recommend it um, wholeheartedly really if you're into music, it's a really good rock and roll film. There's a great soundtrack. Um, after this, we'll be playing Tiny Dancer. And there's a, there's a really good scene of that with Tiny Dancer in. Um, and you know, if you're interested in, in Led Zepp and you know, what Cameron Crowe says went on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd two, two thumbs up, I'd say. So seek it out. I don't know if it's on Netflix or anything, um, but I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Yeah, if you're resourceful, he. Uh, it just seems like a weird because I'm reading about him now. Yeah, it kind of seems a little bit strange that he would go from being like all in there with Led Zeppelin and writing for Rolling Stone and whatever to uh, like. Apparently, he um, wrote and made the film um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, huh. which is like a sort of cult classic now. Yeah, um, but 
how do you go from that to making Jerry Maguire? Yeah. Like, that seems like a weird jump. He just really likes, like, chick flicks, does he? Kind of, yeah. Just kind of, like, feel-good um, movies, really. Well, I don't mind Jerry Maguire. I think it's slightly schmaltzy, but, you know, you can get behind it if you just kind of go along with it and accept it's slightly ridiculous. Yeah. Um, great. Have you seen Jerry Maguire? Uh, bits of it. I haven't actually watched it all the way through. Um, Hugh Gooding Jr. is very good in it. Yeah. Is he still around? Yeah. Didn't he do something just recently? He like dropped off the face of the earth for ages. He was in that OJ um, Oh, yeah. He was OJ The TV show, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Which was good, actually. He was like, he was kind of weird at that. Um, As was John Travolta. He was bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. He played OJ Simpson's uh, lawyer with Jonathan Shapiro. Bizarre, anyway. Jonathan Shapiro? Robert Shapiro. Robert. Um, so yeah that's almost famous I wholeheartedly recommend it recommended yeah where can you watch it DVD yeah on Doved Doved Netflix or other provider um I'll have a look and let us know in the next (laughs) section cool beads right well uh, let's have that um, song from the film Tiny Dancer yeah Elton John hold me close now classic Yeah, that was uh, Elton John with um, Tiny Dancer. And now time for, and he's not here to fucking do it, Life is Amazing. I don't, I don't, it's something like that, isn't it? Life is amazing. Oh, you're better at it. You can do it from now on. Cool. Um, so, yeah, Life's Amazing. couple things today I've got. Um, the first one is something that we were talking about before we came on air, um, which actually Joe alerted me to, but I am, like, staggered by that there is, there are actually a, a number of uh, mobile phone applications mm. um, available to uh, people aspiring to have three ways. Yeah, uh, kind of thrinders. Thrinder, yeah. yeah, if you will. They, you can either obviously go on as a couple, or you can just go on as like a single person who's like down for getting with couples. Down I, clown. Yeah. Now I tried to get one of these for research purposes only, of course, mm-hmm. um, just a minute ago, but it wants me to sign on with Facebook. And even if I wanted to sign on with Facebook, I literally can't remember my password anyway. So I can't actually get on and kind of see, cause I'd imagine that there's like proportionately more single people who are up for being involved in three ways. than there are couples who are like, yeah, let's fuck a stranger. Yeah. I imagine in the wider world, but if you're part of this app. I don't know. 
That's, that's a good point. I don't know what the ratio would be. I reckon... I reckon there's just loads of dudes. Yeah, loads of men who are just like, oh my God, I found like the greatest thing on earth. And yeah. then there's like three lesbian couples. And, <laughs> and that's it. Like The waiting list is like 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I'm struggling with the concept. I, I feel like we need to get on it so we can find out what it's actually like. Um... So we're going to ask Dell now because he's back. We're going to ask Dell to download on his phone and log in with his Facebook and uh, set up a profile. Um, <laughs> and, and find out. Go undercover investigative journalism and uh, find out how what the ratio is like. So what exactly am I doing? So you need to find what was the one that we found before? Open something like that. One of these three. One of these apps. like three-way app things. Yeah, open with OP3N. See what they did there. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do anything. Yeah, literally. Because we were just discussing, like, do you reckon that the ratio is really shit? Is it just, like, three lesbian couples and then loads of, like, single men who are just like, I'll, I'll get involved in a freeway? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll do it. It kind of goes back to, like, when we were younger. Um, like... Going into like lesbian chat rooms. <laughs> it's actually yeah. really or, full of blokes. Yes, That's pretending to be other women. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I met a really nice girl who's a man who's pretending to be a girl who likes other girls. It's confusing. That's what, what am I looking for? Um, open with a three instead of an E. Found it. Yeah, that's what we said. But yeah, we'll uh, get Dale cracking on that. And there's no, no results. No results? Oh, maybe it's because you're on iPhone. Yeah. Uh, maybe try um, try searching for Thrinder. Yeah. That's how I found it. Um, and the other slightly, I mean, it's uh, not really in the same vein at all. Um, it, it's like a news story um, that didn't actually like make that much of a splash seems so like everything is happening well yeah um but uh there was a young um i don't want to say necessarily feminist exactly i mean she probably was but um she uh is kind of like a facebook starlet i suppose like mm. social media um, sort of starlet um, in Pakistan um, who just a few days ago or yesterday um, was basically killed Jeez. by her own brother. Um, he strangled her in bed um, and authorities are basically saying that it was an honour killing because she's been going out and like... Well, she said that she would um, do like a striptease for the Pakistani um, cricket team if they one mm-hmm. and you know she does like cheeky selfies and and whatever um obviously a crime punishable by death yeah her name is was quandil baloch um but her real name is uh, fuzia akim and yeah basically um she was visiting her family home um, in a place called Multan when she was um allegedly strangled to death um in her sleep on friday night um, which is pretty sad, really. Yeah. Um, considering that 
I, well, obviously not knowing exactly the details of her personal life, but considering seemingly her only crime was to just be kind of like openly a woman. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's kind of quotes of, of stuff that she's posted and whatever, like, as a woman, we must stand up for ourselves. Um, as women, we must stand up for each other. We've got to stand up for justice. Now, she believes she's a modern-day feminist, believes in equality, whatever. Um, that she's just a woman with free thoughts, a free mindset, and I love the way I am. Stuff like that. And that's, yeah, that's the kind of thing that's like, you know, getting her killed. Now, <clears throat> obviously, this is by far not the only, like, honour killing that is happening in the world. Um, but in Pakistan, they seem to be having, like, more of an increasing number mm. of them. Oh, I'm getting viruses. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, it just, uh, my phone's been hacked this very second. Um, your system is heavily damaged by viruses. Awesome. Um, well, we'll just close that um, window. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it seems to be like a, something that's kind of like increasingly prevalent, um, which is sad. That is sad. Do you th- I, I wonder if it's because women are trying to be more open or if, so backlash against that or it's becoming more conservative. I think it's a combination of the, the two. The existing kind of paradigm. Uh, another interesting thing about Pakistan is, you know, uh, Malala. Mm-hmm. Um, who is a uh, Pakistani girl who was shot in the head um, by the Taliban for promoting um, women's education, you know, as a, like a young child, basically. Yeah. And she now lives here, she lives in Birmingham, she's done just on her GCSEs, I think. Um, she's not actually a somewhat controversial figure in Pakistan. You know, she's in like, a hero everywhere else and, mm. um, you know, is, does speeches at the Nobel Peace Prize and whatnot. Um, but I, you know, because, because she now lives here, um, it seems she's going to like run away from the system or, you know, she's like, just like a Western puppet, yeah. uh, etc. Um, so I thought that was, I thought that was interesting that this woman who's, um, you know. But then it's not like she was going to get any help, uh, yeah. with the old, you know, gunshot wound to the head. Yeah. So it's either die or run away really, isn't it? Yeah. And considering she's a child. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think you can necessarily hold that against her, but yes, some people might do. Yeah. Sad. How are you getting on, Dale? Can't find it. Can't find it. Oh, any, well, well. any of these three and five apps at all? Um, yeah, there's a few on there. <laughs> there's a few. <laughs> well, he he signed up for four or five. Uh, feel free to pick any of them. I really wish I could remember my... Uh, Do you need feedback today? Well, <laughs> we don't need to have feedback today. Perhaps next time you can fill us in on uh, your adventures on yeah. Thrinder. What are they called on uh, iOS so the listeners can um, check them out? Um, let me go back into it, sorry. Because on um, the ones that I found on, uh, what do you call it, Android, we've got um, Open, this OP3N, mm. WS2, Threesomes Made Easy, a Couple, Relationship App, Ashley Madison, of course. Ashley Madison actually having a bit of a tough time with it. Yeah. Um, considering that they just basically uh, create loads and loads of fake profiles. Really? Um, yep. We're like busted for creating like wow. tons of fake profiles, plus they charge people to use the service. Um, so they're essentially robbing them. 
Yeah. Um, just like drastically misleading them um, in terms of the number of, you guessed it, women uh, on the site. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. Really? It's just dudes looking to cheat on their lives? Yeah, weird that. Um, I don't know why. So the only ones I found were is the, the number three and N-D-E-R, so... Yeah, Thrinda. Yeah. With a three. So is that the one you're talking about? I guess so. Yeah, must be. Um, Uh, Let me see if I can find that one. And then Free Summer. Free Summer? Yeah. Oh, God, there's loads, yeah. (laughs) BDSM Fetish Network Dating. Hello. That little icon is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, the icon is a, a little drawing, like a pen drawing of a rocket flying into is it a cloud or is it a ball bag I don't know but yeah it's um, got some innuendo hot or not uh, oh tinder badoo we've all seen those poff um, oh there's loads or latin fling uh, latin fling yeah. nice uh, there's a guide for Thrinder, uh, but no Thrinder on um, hmm. Android. Weird. Happen. I don't know what Happen is. That's like a of, dating of, app for young happen. professionals. Buying the people you've crossed paths with. Sounds oh, dangerous. It's, it's, it's bullshit. Is, is it, it? You just walk past people and it shows up on your phone. And then you press like or okay. you send them a message and... You can just like talk to them. Yeah, I get back after about three days. <laughs> three days, it was enough. Well, it seemed a bit stalkerish, really. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah fair enough. That right. does sound a bit stalkerish. Like, hi, I'm, I'm behind you. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <gasps> um, yeah. Sex, sex only seems like um, it's probably just mainly about sex. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. That's Should hilarious. Some read some um, reviews. Uh, online status. Um, this is a two-star uh, review by Aphotic Futures. Only one person has been online in my state for two days. Need a better way to connect. Uh, and if you do the list page, it shows people um, from really far away. Where do you live? Um, if it's Utah, then probably why. Uh, Reply oh, from. Literally about to die. So. Oh, gutted. Yeah. Well, they'll give us an update. Um, we'll we'll ch- get it next time. Yeah. Um, you let us know how you right. feel about it. Um, you can write down a James Creeper esque, um, like super deep yeah. review of Thrinder. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, yeah. If, reply if, if I'm not here next week, then it obviously means that I you succumb to one of these. Yeah. Um, these what you apps, and either I'm having too much fun or I'm dead or you're dead yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. like alert if you're going... killed by a lesbian couple uh, I just did air quotes yeah, yeah. if you um, if you do go maybe like let somebody know where you're going yeah like, and leave, specifically what you're doing leave a note yeah <laughs> say like I, if I'm not back there's a there's a pretty high chance that I'm dead with a bag over my head not because you're ugly just because uh, that's how I'm imagining that they're going to suffocate you um, so do I get an option well, I don't know. You'd have to ask them. <laughs> oh, what to do the task? No, <laughs> it's your mission. Um, cool. Right. Well, yeah, that was life's amazing. Um, and uh, tune in next time for the uh, second instalment. Um, it should Dale survive? He'll let us know <laughs> what the freezing was like, or the shit app that was just guys was like. <laughs>
Um, okay, now we'll have a juicy patty. This one's for James. He uh, selected it specifically for the show, apart from selecting all the music today, uh, inadvertently. <laughs> um, he actually wanted this one to, to make it to the airways. So this is Juicy Patty, Juicy Patty by Terra Danger and Jammer Cabby. Yo, call it all you mean. We tell them fuck off all you mean. We make edge up off all you mean when the business won't no charts all you mean. You're listening to Sure Ditch Radio. Okay, well, yeah, that was uh, Juicy Patty, Terra Danger, and Jammer Cabby uh, gave us that little gem, and and so did James Creeber for um, you know alerting us to it, and. Uh, that's all we've got. Yeah, a bit of a shorter <laughs> show uh, this week. Martin and I are both pretty hungover. I've got yeah. a fairly heavy night in yeah. last night. My palms are sweating pretty hardcore. It's <laughs> leaving a big stain on my phone when I'm just scrolling through uh, Thrinder apps. But yeah, um, uh, bought a bottle of water that turned out to be yeah, just a uh, block of ice. Of ice. <laughs> yeah. Fucking piss take. It was like two quid as well, and I literally Smart couldn't drink water. any. Yeah, stupid water. Fantastically named. Ridiculous. Um, thanks, W. H. Smith for that one um, but yeah we're going to um, go home and probably vegetate but it's been a pleasure as always so yeah. thanks for listening thanks to Dell here in the studio nice one. thanks Joe thank you Marshall see you next time yeah we'll leave you with Off the Main Drag by Leif Fallback which is a song that uh, James Creeper sent to me uh, a few weeks ago after I was complaining about a lack of singer-songwriters we're so lazy in aren't we? the uh in the style of Bruce Springsteen. It's like, oh, I think you might appreciate this. So, spoiler alert, it might be somewhat Bruce Springsteen-esque. No, I, in the way that it's like a, uh, a story. It's oh, not okay. like, not vocally. It's like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like Bruce Springsteen. That's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, so uh, if you like that, come along to the karaoke night um, whenever you like. Joe's always down there. Um, yeah, or just, you know, wherever I am and light out because apparently I sing at the top of my lungs he just always Um, but yeah enjoy that and uh, enjoy your week see you next time cheerio peace Station.